0: Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developer's podcast, live from the Boogie Down Bronx. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, our co-host today. Dave Anderson. And today, we're talking about extreme programming versus Scrum. It's the showdown of the century.
1: Yeah, battle for the ages, basically.
0: (laughs) Who is the best Agile?
1: Well, I mean, we know that extreme programming is extreme, but Scrum has no qualifier, so... It really does not have the edge there.
0: There you go. We have two guests with us today. We have Aaron Foster Braylon, and we have returning guest, Stephen Solomon. Good evening, gentlemen. How are y'all?
2: Great. How are you? I'm pretty well.
0: We're doing the best that we can. Let's start with Stephen. Stephen, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah. I'm someone who's very passionate about extreme programming. I've been trying to learn it for the past 10 years. And while I'm learning it, I've spent the past five years of my life teaching it to others so I'm very excited to chat more with y'all about this.
3: Awesome. Aaron? I'm Aaron, and I have been working in various forms of Scrum, XP, Waterfall, you name it, with uh, you know various clients for the last few years. I think it's been about 10 or 11 different companies that I've worked with. So excited to learn and chat with y'all about it.
1: It feels like every single one is like, do we need a separate label for this? Like, you went through like so many... <laughs>
3: Look, as soon as I can tell the difference, I'll let you know. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Uh, so this conversation kind
0: of started because uh, Steve mentioned before that he had a Kent Beck quote that was pretty spicy. You got, you got a spicy hot take over there, Steve? You, you want to share?
2: I do. Very recently, Kent Beck, one of the, the founders and signer of the Agile Manifesto, was asked about the Agile Manifesto and what he thinks about Agile now and he responded to that and his response was as follows it's a devastated wasteland the life has been sucked out of it it's a few religious rituals carried out by people who don't understand the purpose that those rituals were intended to serve in the first place what wow
0: what a mic drop where was he when they asked him that did he just walk off
3: after, after the Look, question, wherever it was, it was apparently a bad place. <laughs> <laughs> you heathens! Yeah, you don't know
0: anything. You understand nothing.
3: <laughs> wow! So it really sounds like there he's drawing some kind of value judgment. Part of the pun, but the value judgment between like the practices and the principles or values of Agile as a whole.
0: Yeah, I mean I think it even alludes to when Aaron did his introduction, you say you did every single part where it was agile, scrum, ta off the bug, boom 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 boom. And that he, he may be saying, like, you know, insinuating that those companies that choose the different flavors may not actually do the right thing, may not be practicing what it should be by following the ceremonies and understanding what they're doing. That's kind of crazy. I
1: gotta huh? say, like, I do stand up every day. <laughs> I do it every day. Come on, Ken. I'm, yeah. I'm showing up.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess how are you doing stand-up is the question.
1: Intentionally? Yeah. I'm using it as a platform for, you know, my tight five, my comedy routines.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm not standing up as stand-up at this point in time it's part of the pandemic it's got me sitting you know stand-up can be sometimes a little bit longer than normal because everyone's in now oh maybe that's what he's
1: talking about like people are sitting down during this pandemic like they're not adhering to the vision of the agile value of being standard
0: right what is the purpose of stand-up i guess is the question and then maybe there are places that he may have observed in this particular example using stand-up that you know, while they are standing up and their words are rolling out of people's faces, like is it really what was the intention of stand-up? So I'll ask, what does stand-up mean to you, Stephen?
2: Yeah, the purpose of which I understood as always to get folks unblocked. It's definitely been on some teams that I've you know, worked with an opportunity for p- folks to check in and basically a status meeting which, as I understand, is not the point. What about you, Aaron?
3: Yeah, for me, I think the purpose of standup is a way to get a shared understanding of what the team is doing. You know, it's really easy to get isolated, especially now in the pandemic. Like standup is like kind of even more important in that way because usually it's just me in a desk, but now it's like me in another room, and so. It's a way just to understand what other people are doing, make sure that we're all aligned and also to get, you know, a safe place to raise concerns or questions or whatever. You know, like on my current project, we have an asynchronous stand up that everyone posts, you know, the same, you know, copy paste little template that we do from the day before.
1: Oh, yeah, I, there's some I, emojis in there. There's
3: oh, some, yeah, of course. <laughs> some <bolder-oriented text>. oh. <laughs> you hit the nail directly on the thumb there. But because of that, and because it's this team-wide thing, my actual like track of work with the sub project, the track of work that we do, we now have a synchronous stand-up <laughs> with only part of the team. Because we have like found the need to align to be like okay yeah so like we we have this you know really big story you're like we're working on this you're working on this part i'm working on this integration let's make sure we do this oh we're both having different slack conversations with this other team what if we unify them into one conversation so on this team it's actually been really interesting to see like, hey, let's solve the dogmatic use of the async. You know, like, let's have an asynchronous stand-up. It solves it. We're, we're doing agile. We have a stand-up. <laughs> and then to see it, like, reemerge organically, because it's there to solve a problem.
2: Right. You're feeling some pain, and then you're like, wait, how do we fix this? Maybe we talk to each other. One of the best moments of stand-ups I've actually ever seen was at a, a client. I worked with and they had already gone from our office back to their office and we were working in their space with them and in that moment they started not doing a stand-up but instead doing a stand down where folks would check in with each other and share context at the end of the day which was really fascinating
0: that's pretty awesome yeah cuz like you know you want to check in with the team And like just give an update on what happened throughout the day. And uh, I like the term stand down because it's like at the end of the day, it's not like you're going into work, you know, and potentially getting work done or getting unblocked by an individual by someone else. But more like here's where I am now and then we will regroup tomorrow. Uh, Did that team also have stand up? Like, was it in the morning and then in the afternoon? Or was it just one?
2: That's a great question. So we had like a team stand up, and then their stand down was just like for their entire department. And the engineers were the ones leading that initiative of like, hey, there's context here. There's things we want to make other teams aware of very much in line with the spirit of a stand up. And there were no managers, there's no, no one outside of Just devs getting together saying, hey, this is going to be a problem. We're trying to do this integration next week and it's going to impact your system. And you should probably know about it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: So, like, what do you think is the fundamental tension between like XP and Scrum in this context? Like, or is it more general than just XP versus Scrum?
2: Should we start out with defining those things? Sure. For our audience. I would fail to have a good definition of Scrum.
1: Oh, well,
0: don't worry, Steve, we got the internet. We're gonna read the definition right here from the Agile Alliance. I can start with the definition of Scrum and we'll use, according to the Agile Alliance, Scrum is a process framework used to manage product development and other knowledge work. Scrum is empirical in that it provides a means for teams to establish a hypothesis of how they think something works try it out, reflect on the experience, and make the appropriate adjustments. That is, when the framework is used properly. Scrum is structured in a way that allows teams to incorporate practices from other frameworks where they make sense for the team's context, period. That sounds like a lot of dev shops that I've worked at, like they got the Scrum, this definition sounds like the thing that, you know, is backed by a lot of the ceremonies that we can discuss, right? There's uh, a team stand-up to share and collaborate with individuals, what you did, what you're going to do, and are you blocked? Simple. Then there's like retrospectives to talk about how things went during the sprint. If we're doing a sprint in that regard, there is postmortems that sometimes happens in certain dev shops where, you know, something broke and we want to, you know, have a conversation about what happened and how do we fix it? So the idea of like, you know, Having an idea, trying it out, assessing if it works, and then reassessing the entire situation is something that I imagine this definition is definitely captivating with Scrum. Does anyone have any thoughts on that definition?
1: I feel like the last sentence it really speaks to like what Stephen was like, you know what? I really couldn't tell you what Scrum is. <laughs> because like the last sentence was like, and anything else you wanna do, that's okay
3: too. <laughs> yeah. It seemed to me as if the definition of Scrum in this context, it's like a way to iterate. It's a process of iteration, whether, and like, I think that's what they're kind of getting at with the idea of hypotheses. And like you said, with like stand up, unblocking, retros, postmortem, it's like this, a way for a team to move forwards. And then, yeah, like the last sentence is like, and anything else that you think of that would help, you know, in whatever your sprint may be, yeah, go for it. Also, scrum.
0: So th- throw it in the bag. Don't worry about it, ladies and gentlemen. It's all good.
1: Is scrum like a trademark, or like it's it's such a specific word? Like a-
3: that is a great question. I have no idea. Uh, there's a little
0: paragraph very a couple sentences when it's applicable for scrum and i can read that this is probably pretty cool scrum is best suited in the case where a cross-functional team is working in a product development setting where there is a non-trivial amount of work that lends itself to being split up into more than one two to four week iteration i guess that's the idea of when scrum is applicable in in a given organization i guess
3: one thing i want to Highlight here is that both in that, and I've forgotten this from when you read the definition the first time, is that it says these are it is a system for product delivery. Which you know, maybe this is a little bit of getting ahead of myself, but I feel that's pretty different than the goal of XP, which is something that I'm realizing more now that I've you know heard the definition.
1: Like transition into like what the definition of xp is to contrast that like so we can put that into focus
0: sure i can if you guys love the sound of my voice i can definitely read the, the definition for extreme as well
3: the dulcet tones of your voice soothe me sure
0: i mean these audio technica microphone does a very good job thank you audio technica really appreciate you doing the work you do <laughs> the definition for extreme programming Extreme programming XP is an agile software development framework that aims to produce higher quality software and higher quality of life for the development team. XP is the most specific of the agile frameworks regarding appropriate engineering practices for software development.
2: That's, that's a pretty stark contrast already. We're talking about what's a good thing for the engineers. And there's there's no mention of product in that.
0: No, at all.
2: But there is mention of delivering a thing, delivering working software to to somebody. Right, like quality software and quality yeah. of life.
0: Yeah, there's this yeah, it was higher quality for both software and life, which is like really interesting. But only for the engineers. Only <laughs> only for the engineers. Product people, go find your higher quality of life somewhere <laughs> else. Yeah, I think with this again. Definitely see, like, you know, the idea that the higher quality of life with a software engineer in that, like, you're never isolated by yourself working on a project or rather working on a particular feature or like work by yourself. Given that XP, like one of the requirements is that you're doing your pair programming with someone else. Like you're in the trenches with someone else. Like you're not by yourself.
1: That's part of the extreme specificity. Yes. Like the prescriptions for it, like certain practices and like ways that you work.
2: One thing that my experience applying XP has taught me is it's there's so much emphasis in the XP community about values. Like there's the two things that are constantly discussed is how do we deliver a thing to customers so they can start doing a thing right away? Mm -hmm. And how do we apply these five values in our context? to deliver more effectively. I think that's also like a thing that when I thought
1: of scrums and values, I I came up kind of blank because it is like such a grab bag that like, it feels like it doesn't have as much of an identity or an opinion. Although when I Googled it, they did have five values. Mm -hmm. And they were slightly different than the ones from XP, which was interesting in its own self.
0: Yeah, I didn't even know that there were values in Scrum and that there were five of them. So I thought when I had done the Google as well, I, I was like, "Oh yeah, they, there's five. Okay, yeah, I could I could see that. I'll download that PDF. I'll give it a read."
1: Yeah, but like, I feel like I I knew off the bat, like being also like someone who's like, you know, an XP practitioner when the time arises when when I can. But you know, feedback of course is like one of the ones that always comes to mind about like. You know, pair programming, TDD, all those different practices that kind of like tie into like, you know, getting something in front of somebody and getting the feedback early at like all of those levels. it's like so apparent.
3: Might it be worthwhile to kind of read through the XP and Scrum values and just kind of maybe look at the difference quickly?
0: Yeah, I'm going to read through the Scrum ones. Just because these are fresh to me right now as I just Googled them and, and saw that there were five of them. Now read them down the list. Starting with courage, focus, commitment, respect, and openness. Those are the five scrum values that people should follow when dealing with uh, scrum. Does anyone have any thoughts? Does one of these values resonate with anyone in the room?
2: Commitment is shocking to me as a value.
0: Plus one. (laughs) Oh, why do you think so?
2: You don't believe in matrimony? (laughs) You don't want to go steady? (laughs) Yeah, bro. I don't want to get married to the product.
0: Uh Uh-oh. Steve is the wild child. Watch out, ladies. (laughs) and Gentlemen, watch out. Steve's out here no commitment for him. Throw Scrum out the window. Don't put a (laughs) ring on it. Don't put a ring on it.
3: I think what he means is he's just really open to feedback. There you go.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Openness, I thought, was pretty interesting. I'll try and put this image on the show notes. It's just it's it's a picture of like a lock that is unlocked and like it has the lines of like the clicking out. It's like this openness and I never thought about the idea of, like, being open with your team and discussing, like, you know, if something's difficult, like, you should be able to have the confidence to share difficulties amongst your team members because everyone is dealing with these challenges at the same time. But, like, the fact that it's a value that is explicit in Scrum is really interesting to hear.
1: Kind of like the combat to, like, the idea of the project that's a death march that no one, like, even opens their mouth about. It feels like openness is like almost not enough. It's like, okay, this yeah. is like a pyramid,
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to have some openness at least. Come on. The XP values are as follows. Communication. Simplicity. Feedback. Courage. And respect.
1: Okay, so we should be brave and respectful. Mm-hmm. This is what... I guess, the logical extension of the Agile Manifesto is. is a bunch of courageous and respectful software engineers. So I'm getting out of that, at least.
3: <laughs> yeah, what I'm really fascinated and going to harp on right here is the, I see parallels between the commitment value in Scrum and the respect value in XP, especially given that, Respect, if memory serves, was a later addition to the XP values.
0: Yeah, that was uh, it's the second edition. They added it. At first, it was like a what do they call that? Assumed or something implied. Yeah, it's like assumed, implied, or like that, oh, don't you know we have respect, but it's not an official value. And then in the second edition, it was like all right, guys, we'll we'll add respect to the list, and then it became one of the
3: five in XP.
2: Something's got to keep courage in in check.
3: versus <laughs> <laughs> <Words. laughs> But I just I feel that there is that commitment and respect have a lot of similarities in how they function on a team. Right? Like, when I say, you know, "Hey, I'm going to do this much work this week," and you know we you know have that you know binding blood oath that is a sprint commitment mm-hmm. that no one can rot a thunder or whatever <laughs> it is. I don't know.
1: I mean, that's how the ritual
3: goes.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Only in the wasteland.:
1: In the wasteland we, we combine our bloods into one.
3: <laughs> and Kenvek looks down and shakes his head, there you sadly. Go. But I feel that like kind of the other way in the XB is that there's that if we take that value of respect and apply it to that same situation of getting the work done that you need to get done and the that respect of the team working for each other and I don't want to be too pathological and keep using the word respect, but that relationship of you to the work to your team is different when you call it respect or
2: commitment? I think the commitment versus feedback differential is is something we can unpack too here. Like a Scrum sprint has this idea that you can break the sprint by adding more work or changing the priority of the work. There is no such concept in XP. In fact, there's a very explicit statement of we want to embrace changes to the requirements even latent in development. Is there's right. always we're willing to mm-hmm. iterate and change what we're doing based on that feedback and start doing something else. That's very different between mm-hmm. the two frameworks, that kind of thinking.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. It always does feel like, you know, if you are breaking the blood oath of the Spring <laughs> commitment, then there will be... An ancient demon that awakens and takes you. <laughs> like you don't want to do it.
3: I mean, it, it's almost as if the you know the post mortem is about the mortem that occurs when you break that commitment, right? It's <laughs> death.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's analyze this person's death so that we don't repeat it again. <laughs> Always stick to the sprint commitment. That's that's what we have to do. End post-mortem. And post mortem. One of the values that I like find very interesting. That's an XP that i think is maybe implied in scrum is simplicity and i think the parallel value would be focus because oftentimes you know there may be a feature request and engineers go right into deep diving how are they planning to do this thing and like we're going to build a module that's going to take in all these different inputs and will change drastically and it's usually not the simplest answer is usually is that one And I'm curious, like, simplicity also, to me, sounds like delivering something very quickly so that it faces the users as early as possible. And I'm curious if focus kind of encapsulates the idea, like, that we should focus on the user and get the thing that they want out. But simplicity, like, talks to me as an engineer in building the most simple thing. Oh, does anyone have any thoughts on the simplicity one? I just feel like that one feels like it's out, like it feels weird when mentioned, like what? why is simplicity part of a value? And then like deep diving into it, it sounds like, you know, the simple answer is the best one until we may need another one or the next one.
1: I think there's there's a lot of angles with simplicity too, where like, like complexity leaks into like all different angles of your process which Scrum will, like, happily lap up in order to have the commitment and, like, consistency and, and whatnot, where, like, you know, there are tools that you can have, like, define the story acceptance criteria and, you know, all of the different details that you can fill out into the card in Jira, all the fields <laughs> that are available in the all Jira, the, <laughs> like, all the configuration that are complex, But, like, on the other side of that is, like, the promise to just talk to somebody and there's a placeholder for, like, okay, like, we need to have a nav bar. And then, you know, you can have more or less defined in that, but, you know, there's a simple promise
3: But if we're going to take that example of like using a nav bar and the simplicity, if we look at XP as a system of value for engineers, whereas Scrum is for the product team and whatnot, how do we take that value of simplicity to you know the designer or to the product people who you know are doing user interviews? And what does that look like? And how do we take that value? And should it be you know bubbled up into the greater team and to other disciplines besides, you know, engineers.
1: I mean I think for design, like I always like to like espouse for like reusing things that already exist. Like you don't need to have everything having unique form and function or a fancy animation or like whatever. I'm always threatening like whenever someone tells me like, oh we need an animation. I'm like okay, I'm just gonna have the whole page rotate. Like it's all it's all gonna barrel roll. <laughs> 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 so, like, you know, if it works fine without the animation and whatever, then that's the first thing.
0: Yeah, I think to Aaron's question, we don't want to, like, go away with whatever the designers research into finding the information, like the user experience and the user research and whatnot. But I think the designer should also ask themselves You know, is what the user wants to experience the most simplest thing that we can do. Like, they also need to encapsulate the values of XP to know that, hey, do we really need this complicated navbar, for example, or do we really want just the hamburger slides out three different items, or do we want it to make it super fancy and whatnot? And the idea is that even before it gets to the engineer, the Designer would have to make try and find the simplest solution to that. If everyone in the team is following the XP values, and I think that would come up, definitely would come up if if people have the opportunity to pair program with the designer, right? Like if an engineer and a designer were to pair program on something, the engineer is going to say, okay, why don't we just try this nap bar? Boom, 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 hamburger, three items, boom. What about this right now? What? It, well, let's see, is this good? And I'm like, okay, well, let's try adding x y and z and then if we find that it's a little more complicated and it like muddles the user experience then maybe the simplicity will win by you know being the most simple thing by pair program with the designer designer signs off and ship it and then that's how the user gets that experience as fast i as think possible. there's
2: this clarification that we need to make between simple and easy because the the original xp folks would say the mantra of the simplest thing that could possibly work and Simple in that scenario implies a thing that is well crafted and like high quality, right. not a thing that is hacked out and easy and fast
0: right i should yeah i i I'm going on speaker here to say that simplicity doesn't always equal easy. it could be the simplest thing, but that doesn't mean it's the easiest thing
1: yeah absolutely right? it's like the labor of like actually refactoring something or coming up with an interface that like is clean and works with design patterns and Mm -hmm.
2: whatnot. Yeah. Simplicity takes great effort to get to a place where the type of change we need to make is easy. And so often it is the easy route that adds the most complexity. Like we can think mm -hmm. of that like massive chain of nested conditionals and the Mm -hmm. easiest thing to ship the feature is to go in and just chuck another line (laughs) on there and say... You know, if it's Bob's birthday, it's boom, he gets the discount, end of story, ship the ticket. The simple no, thing no, 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 is no, no. to actually take the time and extract out yeah. the different types of functions that could be there and say, here's what it means to have all of these different polymorphic options. But that takes a lot of effort.
0: Oh, yes, definitely.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, how can I be 10x? <laughs> Where's 10x in these values, actually? None of these have 10x as values. I'm
3: very disappointed. Oh, no, 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 no. No 10x there. That's actually what the X and XP stands for. It's the Roman numeral for 10. <laughs> that, that's the dirty secret.
1: <laughs> oh, man. It's just 10, 10.
3: Yeah, it's just 10, 10.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what, Steven? So we got these two values. What makes these two different? in that regard and why would one choose one that we deem more popular than the other in the first place
2: there is some really interesting things we've talked about so far about like what does it mean to apply any of these things i think the fact that we've talked about scrum and that scrum is it was surprising scrum had values is very telling that scrum really is like the way it's lived out is a set of practices mm-hmm. And let's be honest, XP is not popular, but XP is more about values and putting those values in context and trying to apply them. And so like, you know, if you want to be an agile accountant, it doesn't mean you start pairing. It means you (laughs) figure out what it means to apply simplicity, feedback, respect, and communication in your context as how might we's like, how might we live out this value? and then use those as metrics to try different types of practices. I think that Mm -hmm. those are two very different ways to look at the world. And I think it's also interesting in that that's why one of these frameworks is popular and one of them is not so much popular.
1: So why should people care about XP or Scrum in 2020? Like values, practices, where does it all shake out?
2: That's a really good question in this moment where we're classifying the last 20 years culminating in a wasteland and the dust has settled mm-hmm. scrum mm-hmm. is the predominant agile methodology barring you know some companies trying safe or something else like that and xp is something that is really hard to do and is relegated to the realm of consultants, those folks that can say it depends and still keep their job. That's At the end of my the favorite d- thing to say, <laughs> I think we're we're to this weird point where I think Kent's right. I think we've lost our way, and the difference between these two different frameworks is one is all about doing the thing that is prescribed. It's about doing the retro, doing this daily standup, having someone nominated as a scrum master, just do this exact thing and you will get somewhere versus XP, which is all about, Hey, here's a set of values. Figure out what your context is, figure out what you're trying to aim at. Here's some derive those principles and then start trying to do things to achieve those principles. That, is really hard. And yeah, sometimes I mean, it manifests itself as pair programming. Sometimes it's something weird like mob programming. Sometimes it's Kanban. I think that's funny
1: because like, when we think back to like the definitions that Mike said in the beginning, it actually indicated that XP was the most specific yeah. way to go about things. And Scrum is like, you know, it has that clause at the end where it's like anything you want to, you do it. I'm yeah. cool with it. But actually, like it's it's like XP if you take it from the values, it's very open ended and a little scary maybe.
0: <laughs> so I have a question then. Are are we in the eyes of Camp Beck, are we all heathens now? Like called individuals who are running Scrum, you know, who aren't following the practices and just prescribing it, are we in the fleet? Like, is Scrum itself set up to be that way? Because you can do whatever you want if it works for your team.
2: Does it play out that way? I think there's, there's something to be said about the way it usually goes when it's applied is telling about a framework. Right. You can call Scrums that are not fitting the definition dark Scrum, but if that's the way it goes most of the time, and it very rarely goes in a positive direction. What can we learn from that?
3: If I'm understanding kind of the gist of what you're saying, Steve, is that it's possible to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put words in your mouth, which is very unsanitary, but I'm going to do it. I wash <laughs> my hands a lot and use sanitizer, <laughs> don't worry. But it's almost as if you can live out the practices of scrum without having to follow the values of courage, respect, commitment, openness, and focus. Whereas it would be nigh impossible to follow the practices of XP, of paired programming, of shared working space, I forget what the other ones are, without following and valuing ontological courage, respect, feedback, communication, and simplicity.
2: I respect you for having memorized both sets of those so fast. (laughs) Uh, I I think you get that way because one is fringe and one's not. Mm -hmm. Like, you're already a weirdo if you you go to management and say, I'm doing extreme programming. Like, you're already, what? (laughs) What are you
1: talking about? Just so punk rock. Yeah. So much do.
2: Exactly. You can't see it, but Aaron's the one with the mohawk and that.
0: <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. I think one thing that I'm definitely going to try and do is start a consultancy where I spread the knowledge of dark scrum. I think that was a great phrase you used, Steven. And I think I think I may go places with that.
2: Oh, it's it's stolen from Ron Jeffries, one of the the founders of all of this.
0: Oh man, no, damn it. Yeah. He thought of it before me. Spreading the knowledge of dark scrum. (laughs) The darkness of scrum. Yeah, I think we we definitely had a lot to converse about just now, given the breadth of scrum and XP and the differences and the values. So if you decide, you know, from scrum, you want to jump into XP and your boss is going to look at you weird go for it, I think. We just know that those rituals and those practices are in place to be prescriptive so that your team can be successful at the end of the day when you're delivering a product. And however you achieve that, whether it is Scrum or XP, those tools are there for you to do what's best for the users at the end of the day. If pair programming doesn't really work for your team, that's okay we could find another one and i'm sure there's many other agile frameworks that we could look through besides that of just scrum and xp it's just a whole lot i imagine so
1: many podcast episodes okay <laughs> come tune <soon laughs> in next week
0: <laughs> when we can figure out another one
1: roving the wasteland
3: the wasteland <laughs> that is agile uh scavengers it's like Sca- mad mad max
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> what kind of car would he drive? <laughs> station wagon. Oh, man, an an extreme, extreme station
0: an extreme, wagon. An extreme <laughs> station wagon, yes. yes. Gentlemen, do you want people to contact you? Is that a thing that you're interested in having people do? Randomly tweets, ads, and whatnot. Share them here. Go ahead.
2: I would be very interested in If Kent ends up hearing this for a salty tweet at me about what kind of car he would drive through the Agile Wasteland. (laughs) uh, (laughs) My my Twitter is at SoonerNotFaster. And I have a website where I blog with the same name, SoonerNotFaster.com.
0: Also, you have any interesting spelling for that? Or is it just in plain English?
2: Plain English, the word Sooner, the word Not, and Faster.
0: There you go. Just make it sure. I don't know. The startups these days do faster with no E, it's just F A S T R you know,
3: I gotta make sure. No umlauts. Yeah, about to say sooner is four U's and only one with an umlaut. Yeah, exactly. You know?
1: Full glottal stop.
3: Uh, As for myself, I am a hermit with no social media presence whatsoever. However, if you're really interested, you can hit me up in my email. It's afbreilin, B-R-E-I-L-Y-N, at stridenyc.com.
0: Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast.